0: Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of the Roadie and the Insider. My name is Rob Howden. It is Monday, February the 8th. I'm sure a, a number of you have the Super Bowl hangover. I uh, had a chance to watch that uh, game last night. And uh, again, shout out to, uh, of course, one of the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, getting it done again. This is Don. We're switching gears, of course, all of us uh, at the Road to Indian in the IndyCar paddock as well. Looking forward to the start of the season coming up soon. Still a couple of months away, actually. We, we were looking forward, of course, to that first week of March, but with the schedule changing, St. Petersburg moving into the end of April. Little flip-flop as well with Barber Motorsports Park being our new launch uh, opening weekend now of February will be the official road to Indy uh, spring training at Barber. Looking forward to getting all the young drivers there. And, uh, and our spring training, not just about testing the drivers that I'll have on the RTI Insider Live show here over the next couple of months. Uh, getting a chance to go to Barber. Uh, all the media stuff that we do, you know, we're taking all the pictures we need for the media guides, all the social media stuff that goes out. We have our a meeting with Cooper Tires where they get to understand more about social media, how to uh, leverage that. A lot of coaches on hand as well. And just for a lot of the newcomers coming into the Cooper Tires USF 2000 championship, they'll get a chance to meet people on the staff as well. So when you roll into the first race of the season, it's not you know this big kind of uh, uh, daunting opportunity to meet everybody, uh, tech directors, PR staff, whoever it may be, give them a chance to kind of run through things uh, with everybody in the program. So that's still a couple of months away. We're looking forward to that for sure. And then, uh, getting this 2021 season underway at Barber Motorsports Park. So let's get rolling here. Today's guest will be a rookie in the program. Uh, another one of these steep learning curves coming right out of karting. carding into the Lucas Oil School of Racing Formula Car Series. We've seen that in the past, the scholarship. Uh, Reese Gold was a scholarship winner there, wore the Road Indy colors when he moved up to USF 2000. Uh, back in 2019 was Prescott Campbell. Of course, he wearing the the Road to Indy colors last year in his freshman season of USF 2000. This year, the guy I'm bringing in here right now, last year's uh, champion, let me bring him in, Eli Navarro. Uh, Eli, you're going to be a rookie at USF 2000. Uh, welcome to your first uh, first interview here on the Road to Indy Insider Live. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me, Rob.
0: Uh, all right, so you heard the you heard the line there. You've got uh, you got Prescott Campbell last year. You've got uh, Reese Gold the year before. So a pretty good line of drivers. You're the third now in the line. How excited are you? Before we jump into your origin story, how you got into racing? How excited are you right now, knowing you're just two months away from really getting going here on the Road to Indy?
1: Um, I'm very excited, you know, getting the uh, final announcement that I was going to join D-Force Racing to, yeah. for USF 2000. It was just a really surreal moment. I didn't really believe it at first. And then <laughs> kind of as we got closer and closer to our first like team test, it, it just like became all of a sudden and I just, I can't wait for the start and go to Barber.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that in a second because I want to ask you exactly that. Let's start first about your origin story. And I like to do this a lot of the times when I have a new driver, somebody potentially in USF 2000 or new to the road to Indy, so that all of our fans get a chance to kind of meet you a little bit. I want you to tell the origin story. Uh, You're 16 years of age. You live in Indiana. How did you get into racing? What was it? Did, Did you follow racing as a kid? Did your parents love it? How did you fall in love with racing? And how did you first get into a kart?
1: Well, I mean, I was born in Las Vegas, Nevada, and my dad used to race uh, motorcycles out on the West Coast. All right. And I kind of grew up at the track in a way. And ever since then, I kind of just been enjoying it. So, um, and I think it was a 2010, we were, we already lived in Indiana now. And my dad bought a go-kart for my sister and I. And, you know, I like sitting in it. It was all cool and everything. But when he turned it on, I ran away. I was just too loud for me. I just hated <laughs> the noise. How old were you? Uh, I think I was around 10, nine or okay. 10.
0: Just too loud for you. And
1: yeah, just too loud for me. Like every time I'd sit in it, he'd start it, I'd run. It was just kind <laughs> of the cycle. So it sat in the garage for a few years. And then in 2015, that's when I really started to get in it and like try. Yep. So I had a birthday party at uh, Michiana Raceway Park up in South Bend, Indiana.
0: I love it. Yep. And
1: I did that. It was really fun. And then we started doing it uh, just like practicing, just trying it out, having fun with it. And then we started doing it uh, competitively. And 2016 was my like, like first full year of racing.
0: And that's a okay. fantastic track as well. Uh, you know, We don't talk a lot about uh, the track at South Bend, Michigan, to Raceway Park, MRP. Uh, it's one of those kind of track designs that's very similar to Goodwood up in Canada, Dousman as well, up in Wisconsin, kind of the same bit of a layout, but it's got elevation changes. I like that track in terms of developing young drivers because there's just so much – you can talk about this. There's so many different kinds of corners there.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's um, there's a few – there's, um, I mean, it's been a minute since I've been there, so it's yep. kind of hard to remember, but I remember turn one being one of those flat corners, yeah. and it was just super bumpy corners, so you have to adjust to where you need to put the car and how to position yourself, and then going up the hill, uh, there was a big chicane that you just had to be super brave through, I mean, I mean, that's all about racing, you just hey. have to be really brave.
0: Going back to talk about your dad and and running motorcycles, was he a dirt bike guy or was he a road racing motorcycle guy? Because I want to I want to know if that where that comes from is it, which one was it. He was road racing. I was going to say because I'm so did he did he steer you away from that? Was that was that something you ever thought about doing? Because I'm a big road racing motorcycle fan. I love uh, MotoGP and and Moto America here in the U.S. Was that ever a thought for you guys? Or your, did your dad say it's going to be four wheels or nothing for you? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I really
1: enjoyed the two wheel stuff. So I really wanted to get into that. I wanted, okay. I mean, for a few years, even before we got the go-kart, I just really wanted um, one of those like pit bikes or like a mini bike. Yeah. And I actually got one for my birthday. Um, I think a couple years before we got the go- go-kart again, too loud for me. Didn't, didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> and um, so my mom and dad, we came to a compromise and we came to go-karting and then ever since then,
0: Well, let's talk about that because, you know, your go-kart career wasn't that long. You know, you you obviously got into karting a little bit. Uh, You raced at at South Bend, like you said. Then you came over, you did some racing at Newcastle Motorsports Park, which is really one of the the primary, the premier uh, venues in karting, of course, in America, right? It's such a tremendous racetrack, the Dismore family. You had a lot of success there, too. You were able to win some championships and then moved your way into the Lucas Oil School of Racing. Let's chat a little bit. Give me your thoughts on on how you were developing as a young carter that you know to get yourself to the point where you can win some championships. Let's start with that first before we kind of delve into a, a little bit more about what your motivation was to go car racing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I started at Newcastle in 2017. I was in cadets and I was just really learning. There was a lot of competition there compared to MRP. And I mean, you know, Newcastle is one of those tracks where Scusa goes to in USPKS, so it has a lot of exposure. And there was just a bunch of kids there with all like altering um, levels of experience. So I was just trying to get to grips with how competition was gonna be. And then in 2018, that's when we ran our first first full season of um, Yamaha Junior. And I mean, I won my first championship then, um, doing that. And then ever since then, we've been, uh, just running there just for practice, just being there. I mean, the family is there that runs it. That is more family. Um, it's great. All the competition there is great. Yeah. I mean, everybody's just so friendly there and then everybody like knows each other and it's just a great track to learn.
0: So where's the, the the switch get flipped where you go, you know, I'm racing junior karting. I've won a couple of championships in my Yamaha. I I run the Briggs and Stratton as well, the 206. I want to go car racing did you guys sit down and say, or was it, was it you? You said, man, I really like to try this dad and I want to go to the Lucas oil school of racing obviously a great program. A lot of good drivers starting to come through. It's new. So more, you know, younger drivers coming in as they start getting better graduates, more graduates. So what, when, when did that conversation happen? Um,
1: it was around uh, summertime of 2019. I remember, I remember the conversation vividly me my father and um, a guy named Jimmy Simpson, he used to race the Indy yep, Lights back yep. in 2014 and 2013. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we were all um, by his trailer. Me, him and uh, Jimmy were by my trailer and we were um, discussing what we should do for uh, 2000, uh, to 2020. And mm-hmm. it was either we do karting again, or we go and try and see how far we can get in the motorsports world. So um, he recommended the Lucas Oil School of Racing, and then uh, we did a two-day school um, at Sebring International Raceway. That's where it kind of really all started.
0: And before we came on here, we're gonna we're gonna keep going with this. You you were talking about the fact when you first saw your car that you were getting into the the you know, your scholarship car, your your USF 2000 with D forks with the road in delivery on it, you're thinking about how far you've come from karting. you jump into cars for the first time. This is literally your you know your first year. And a lot of times we talk about it being a two-year deal, And You're able to go out and win the championship in your first year. In the Lucas Oil School of Racing, how was your transition running from that Yamaha into the the Ray car with the, with the Cooper tires at Lucas Oil? Was it an easy transition for you?
1: Um, it definitely wasn't easy at first. I mean, learning having to learn with the the scale difference. Obviously, the these cars are uh, a lot bigger than go karts, so yeah. there's suspension, and then it feels slower. So go karts feel a lot quicker because yeah. we we don't have any suspension and we're so much smaller. And then in, in the cars. We're going 120 miles an hour, but it doesn't feel like you're going. That's right. That's it. I was kind of weird to get used to. But after I got used to that, it was just about being really brave, especially with braking. Braking, in my opinion, is one of the most important is the most important thing to learn when car and car racing. So, I mean, that and then just getting used to the scale difference was really the big thing.
0: So think about this. You go from running your uh, junior Yamaha. At uh, Newcastle, you go to the Lucas Oil School of Racing. You win the championship there. You're able to have a good battle and win the title there. And then you find yourself uh, behind the wheel of the Tadis USF seventeen with D Force Racing. What a two year stint! Give me your, give me your. What was it like to drive the USF two thousand for the first time and really start stretching its legs, getting a feel for what it could do?
1: Um, I mean, it was just a, such a surreal moment going down the, the back straightaway. I mean, the my first test in the USF was uh, in Sebring where I first drove the my first car. Yeah, wow. it was the same track, same layout, same everything. So it was really cool. And, you know, hitting the gas for the first time and just feeling the power, like there's so much more power than a Lucas Oil car. And yeah. it just getting used to all the grip because in Lucas Oil, we had the slick um, the slick tires that are treaded and these are just all slick. So it was just really used to getting the grip, but hitting the gas for the first time was probably the the biggest punch <laughs> for me. It was really fun. I loved it.
0: And obviously the Lucas Oil School car, no downforce at all. So you're dealing with the downforce, right? Carrying a lot more corner speed. You mentioned brakes and you talked about having to have that kind of bravery and to push the braking and and how crucial braking is. Not even so much getting on the brakes, but it's rolling off the brake, right? To get back into that keep that corner speed up. How long long was it until you really kind of felt comfortable, really starting to push the brake markers and the brake distance in the USF 2000 car?
1: It took me a few sessions. I was... uh, Braking a lot earlier than most of the other drivers that I was testing with. So I mean it pretty much the first full day is just me getting grips with the car. And then the second day was really when I was like kind of going for lap time. But it took a, at least three or four sessions to really like get deep into the brakes and then learn how to roll without hitting the brakes again in the middle of the brake zone and locking yeah. up.
0: Yeah, I so said before that we came on the show here, you talked about uh, thinking about back to yourself when you're running uh, you know, your first couple of years in the carts uh, and now to think where you are down the line here now, about five years later, how do you process that? Do you look back and go, man, I never would have believed that I would have been able to have been in a car like this, of this quality, with that Road to Indy scholarship logo on it? Because of course you got the scholarship from, from the Lucas Oil School of Racing for winning the Formula Car Series. You take that to Force Racing. Just give me a little thoughts on that of how you feel about it now when you look back and think about where, how far you've come in five years.
1: I mean, all of it was worth it from the very first start of the engine when I was, you know, scared of it to now seeing my name on the side of the car. I mean, you could just think about all the memories that you've had during racing, all the ups and downs, and you just really feel like everything was worth it, all the fights you got in whether it was with your mechanic or with another driver. <laughs> it was, everything was worth it, everything that happened. So, I mean, I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait for the season.
0: Yeah, before we talk about the season, let's talk about moving to deForest force racing. And that's another deal, right? Because, of course, with Lucas Oil School of Racing, you're not really working with a team, right? Everybody's got this, you know, the cars are all equally prepped. You work with the coaches that they have there at, at the events. but You're probably interacting with the drivers as well when you're hanging out afterwards. This is much different, of course. Just now you're in the team setting where you have, you know, you'll have three teammates this year, and everybody else you're going against. You're still battling your teammates, but you have that more cohesive unit. Tell me what that was like. Obviously, the minute you go testing, everybody's there. You've got driver coaches. You've got guys experienced like David Martinez. Everybody at uh, at Deforce Racing as well. What a great operation that is. Was that kind of a I don't want to say steep learning curve, but it was it like a a deep pool to dive into to have so many people around and so much uh, so much you know at hand to be able to use to develop your skills.
1: Yeah, it was definitely different going coming from uh, Lucas Oil where we were just all under one tent, everybody was just kind of doing their own thing. We'd all go into the trailer at the same time and look at each other's videos and data and just being on track with everybody. You knew that everybody had a fair shot at winning the championship, no matter what. But coming to D Force, it was definitely a lot different. Just having four cars, but knowing that there was, you know, tw- There's twenty other cars that you're going to be competing against, and then having sitting down in that one room, looking at videos and data, video and data. Everybody was just super helpful, and it was, it was a little different, but I think I got used to it pretty quickly.
0: Have you, uh, have you had a chance to be at a test with all three of your teammates as of yet, or, or has it been like one or two guys, you know, that kind of a thing?
1: Um, I tested recently and it was just two other drivers.
0: So, so who was there for that one?
1: Uh, Prescott Campbell and Nolan Siegel.
0: Okay. And then you've also got Kiko Porto coming in as well from Brazil. He was of course, fast driver last year, race winner at the end of the season. There's a lot of experience for you to grasp from there too, right? A couple of, you know, one third year driver, a couple of second year drivers. Have they helped you out a little bit? Have you, have you been able to feel comfortable working with those guys too?
1: Yeah, um, Nolan and Prescott are really cool people. I mean, we have a bunch of videos together. I mean, when we had to do the interviews for the Road to Indy, we were just like having a bunch of fun. We're interviewing each other and it was just a really great time. And they're just really cool people to to know and get used to. And I think it'll be a great season with them. And even Kiko, the team is telling me, is telling everybody that, you know, he's a super nice guy. He's really helpful, and I think it'll be a great season with all
0: of us. I love it. So the focus, of course, on on getting as many great sessions as you can, uh, going for Rookie of the Year potentially. Is there a track right now that you haven't driven? Let's, let's say we look down 2020, right? we got the full schedule. Is there one race you're like, I cannot wait to get there?
1: Um, St. Pete is probably the biggest one I really want to go to. Oh, um, really? And Toronto. And Toronto. And Toronto. Toronto. I, I'm in love with street courses, so I really can't wait for those.
0: So, okay, you're love, but you've never raced a street course, have you? Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> you just want to get there. Yeah. I, love I it. mean,
1: just knowing the fact that there's a lot on the line from making one mistake. I mean, if you look at tracks like Road America or Indianapolis, there's a lot of runoff. So, you can kind of afford a mistake in a practice session or even a, in a race because there's a bunch of runoff and you might not damage the car. And then going into St. Pete and Toronto, I think it just really helps you sharpen your skills and just makes everything a little bit more condensed, whether you're making a mistake or not.
0: Would you say then it's, that's interesting. You say that, would you say then would you characterize yourself as maybe a real, a very precise driver in terms of lines? Do you, do you like kind of get to the edge of, 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 you know, adhesion and not go over it or like you tiptoe your way up to the edge? Because obviously you can't go over the edge of the Toronto or a St. Petersburg. Cause you're going to find yourself in the wall. Do you feel like you got good control of yourself, both your skills and maybe your mindset, to be able just to tiptoe to those edges?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I can go and work my way up to the limit and know the limit without experiencing going over the limit.
0: If that makes sense, it does. Of course, yeah, complete sense. What about the oval, Uh, Lucas Oil Raceway, uh, for that uh, that event, the, the Carb Night Classic on Friday? How excited about you getting on the oval? That that's that'll be something a bit different.
1: Um, I've never really been a big fan of ovals. I mean, they just seemed kind of boring to me. But when I went, uh, when I went to watch the the road to Indy, the Freedom seventy five and Freedom ninety this past year, that was my first ever road to Indy event that I came and watched. Okay, and it looked action packed. It looked like a lot of fun, dodging traffic, um, just keeping like the high line and whatnot. I think it'll be a lot more exciting than I think it than I think it will be, and I think there's going to be a lot more, I wouldn't say co- not competition, but like I would say a lot more excitement than I think I would have had.
0: I think it'll be more excitement within the cockpit as opposed to being outside of it, man. I think you'll have you all, you'll have the elbows up for that one. Um, let's, before we wrap up here, let's, uh, let's just kind of flip the switch because one of the interesting things is now we don't go racing right until for a couple of months, but we are racing in the E series and you're part of our, our TireRack.com road to ADE E series presented by Cooper tires. Uh, Solid outing at 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 Road America, Detroit on Wednesday. Are you excited about Detroit?
1: Very excited. I've been practicing it um pretty uh, a lot, really. I mean, yeah. I can't wait for that. I mean, I'm in love with street circuits, obviously, and that one is a one
0: one I'm really excited
1: to look forward to in my future career.
0: So well, let's talk about uh, about uh, i racing and sim racing. Is it something you do a lot of? Of course. You haven't had a chance. You've only got one year of Lucas Oil School of Racing behind your belt. So all these racetracks, you haven't had a chance to go to. Uh, have you been really jumping on that sim a lot to be able to get a feel for a Road America, Mid-Ohio, uh, not Toronto, but but other tracks like that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I go to a gym called PIFIT Training, and they have a simulator there. Yep. And I usually run that simulator there a ton. And that. That, so that simulator and the tracks on iRacing helped me a lot, getting prepared for the Road to Indy E-Series, obviously, and that's the simulator I'm going to be using for the Detroit race, and ah. I use that simulator a lot to just help me get to grips with the um, with tracks that I haven't been to on the calendar, like Alabama and other tracks obviously
0: well let's cap this thing off talking about pit fit because i think one of the things that that people don't really take in consideration of course it's you know it's obviously a topic of discussion in all of motorsports whether or not racing is actually a sport whether drivers are actually athletes and i think if you go to pit fit it's pretty easy to see uh, that they are athletes and you talk about the drivers coming from usf 2000 into indy pro where it's a tougher car to drive and then into indy lights and of course IndyCar, which is definitely a wild ride in terms of physicality. You're at PitFit. Jim Leo and the crew beating you up. Um, How are you feeling? Do you feel like you're going to be physically ready to go?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that I'm more than ready to go. Um, They do a fantastic job of getting me ready. Um, I also go to Aries Elite Sports Vision, and they help me a lot with reaction time and getting my eyes ready. But PitFit, those two combined are really, I think, going to help me um, if I didn't, you know, if I didn't go to them, I don't think I would be as ready. I don't think I would have been as successful as I was this past year without those two.
0: Awesome. Let's wrap things up. This is Eli Navarro. He's gonna be a rookie this year in USF two thousand. He's racing with D Force Racing into the season now. Let's cap it off. What what are your expectations? For you, what is gonna be a successful season as a rookie here in USF two thousand?
1: I'm definitely gonna shoot for a top ten every every chance or every event. Yep. You know, um, and then another big goal, I know it's kind of a reach, but my big goal is to obviously win the championship as if for any other driver mm-hmm. like Brayden Eaves did. He did it in his uh, rookie year. And that's yep. what I, I kind of want to follow in his uh, footsteps. Um, and then obviously uh, walking home with a, a trophy every event. I think that I think that's a pretty good goal as well.
0: I like that. You want to have that trophy on the on the plane ride home, right? Oh, Yeah. All right. I One show thing I'd love, love to do to wrap this up, Eli, is you, obviously we have a lot of people watching these these videos, and you know you're the future of the road to India. We're going to see you for the number of years working your way up through Indy Pro 2000 into Indie Lights, and cross our fingers for you, uh, the NTT IndyCar Series down the line. I want them to follow you from the get go. Here, give me your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram handle, so they know how to follow you.
1: Uh, my Instagram is Eli Navarro 804. My Facebook is Eli Navarro, and then my uh twitter is eli navarro 804 as well
0: i like it my friend i'm looking forward to seeing you get out there because i I always like seeing guys that come from newcastle and and carding getting their way in there and of course lucas oil school of racing uh you're the third driver we've had with the scholarship and i hope you have a fantastic season thank you so much for joining me
1: thank you for having me rob
0: eli there he is folks uh eli navarro very uh the impressive young driver will drop him to the back. This is a kid you got to watch with de-force racing. This was a USF 2000 team that really came on strong last year with both Cameron Shields and Kiko Porto. Uh, Cameron on the pole probably could have won a race at St. Petersburg. Kiko did get a victory. He was very impressive as well. They've got, uh, as I said, Nolan Siegel third year. Both Kiko Porto and Prescott Campbell in their second year. And this young rookie who won the Lucas Oil School of Racing, Eli Navarro, definitely one to watch for sure. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. we got another one coming up uh, Thursday. Hunter Yaney from Velocity Racing Development, who will run an Indy Pro 2000 this year. He's going to join me at 2 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, Please join me there for that edition. And, again, as always, uh, this will be on the Road to Indy Insider podcast uh channel as well if you haven't subscribed i'll have it on the rob howden podcast uh, stream as well and as always all of these uh podcasts which i'll turn into afterwards available on the road to Indy tv app make sure you download that for uh full coverage of the road to Indy throughout the 2020 season big thank you again to eli navarro for joining me here on the show my name is rob book it